Hi, how's your uh, quarantine treating you over there? Thanks to this lovely COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus, or as we like to call it, the D, the Rona. (laughs) (laughs) It's been horrible, and I was stuck in line, and I still didn't get my mouse, so. We're going mouseless. But but hey, I've got a huge thing of calligraphy downstairs, so I'm going to be doing that for a while, so. Well, we all have our hobbies. I have crochet, and I just ordered knitting needles, and cross stitch patterns. Yeah, I'm trying also to keep myself sane. Exactly. Yeah, between teaching the kids every day and trying to stay creative because that helps with my like anxiety and depression and everything. As long as I stay creative, I'm good. So I've only rewritten the notes like seven times today. That's okay. I, I wrote mine like four times the other day while fighting with the world. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, okay. So what are you drinking tonight? Um, my favorite, a box of Frasia blush. <laughs> I might just drink the whole box. I don't know. That yeah. is the ice in my glass because I am, as my aunt tells me, a heathen and put ice in my wine to keep it cold. And no, I'm not worried about the ice watering down my wine because I don't take that long to drink it. No, you really don't. You're usually... Usually at least like four in by the time I ever even get my notes open. I like to call it pre-podcasting. You know how singers have their vocalist warm-ups and actors do get in character. This. (laughs) That is the warm-up. I need to start catching up. (laughs) All right. Now we know how the Rona is treating us like shit. This week we're doing a paranormal episode. And I figured we would cover some commonly known... Start off with something easy, not too crazy, and get into some commonly known haunted places. So what are some commonly known haunted places that that we've been hearing about mostly recently in like common TV, movies, stuff like that? Um, there's a lot of asylums, hospitals, they love to make horror movies about those. They are going nuts with Waverly Hills Sanatorium. <clears throat> sanatorium um, like every uh, my husband's home hello andy let's see waverly Hills sanatorium is a big one that i've heard a lot about when i try and do stuff like this i want to call the place and ask the workers if they have any you know ghost stories or anything they want to tell me and no one's answering their phone everything's closed <laughs> That has been the huge downside. I actually, for for mine this week, I'll uh, be talking about the Stanley Hotel, which, fun story, I'm actually in Colorado, so I have yet to actually visit the Stanley Hotel, but that will be a follow-up episode later on when I actually get to go when well, the world opens back up. I am a huge Stephen King fan, so the fact that you're covering the Stanley Hotel has me, like, super excited because ever since... My first time watching The Shining, Jack Nicholson version, of course, because Jack Nicholson is just creepy as a person, much less as a person with cabin fever, which we can all relate to right now. Just saying. The irony um, of that is, is we're all going to kill our families eventually if this goes any longer. I, I plead the fifth always wanted to visit the Stanley, so I was really excited that you were going to get to tell me all about it and... Give me a little bit of history and ghost stories and thought that was going to be lots of fun. So you want to go first? Jace, you want to tell me all about uh, yeah, that place? <laughs> what was 
because I just talked all about it. Jesus. So we all know that Stanley. Jazz free games. Jazz <laughs> does free game a little bit for me. So I have got some catching up to do. So we're going to see how well her episode goes later on as she is now chugging the wine. <laughs> Andy. All right. The Stanley. That's what it's called. I had a just complete blank out there for a minute. It's fine. Jess never told me anyway. So, for all the people who are actually paying attention to me, <laughs> the Stanley Hotel is actually located in Colorado. It is actually about two hours from me. Um, most of you guys know that the Stanley Hotel is, of course, famous because of The Shining. Of course, that movie there. But a lot of people don't know is that the Stanley Hotel actually really is got a lot of history to it. It was actually built... Okay, I'm just going to repeat, repeat that whole, like, section, okay? <clears throat> All right. Okay, so as far as the Stanley Hotel, um, the Stanley Hotel was actually located in Colorado. Um, it's about two hours from me, and like I said, hopefully when the world opens back up, I should be visiting that at some point. Um, a lot of people say the weather's really awesome out there during the summer, there's a lot to do, that kind of thing. The cool thing about it, it actually has a lot of active paranormal that actually does go on. And there is a waiting list for some of the rooms even in the hotel. <laughs> All right, so the Stanley Hotel was actually built in 1872. It was actually originally a hunting lodge, a cabin, and a hotel, a miniature hotel. It didn't expand until, like, the late 1900s. So a lot of people, of course, know the Stanley Hotel from The Shining, but what a lot of people don't know is that it has a lot of actual history for it. The Stanley Hotel was actually purchased by the Irish Earl Lord Donovan. I'm going to spell that out. D-U-N-R-A-V-E-N. <laughs> and he was actually building it illegally in 1872. When he built it, uh, the main construction of the main building of the hotel didn't really start again until like later 1900s. So about 1909, it actually started into like the actual main hotel, what it is today. Um the Stanley Hotel is also uh, extremely famous because Theodore Roosevelt, the emperor and empress of Japan, and a lot of Hollywood personalities actually stayed there. And, of course, Stephen King, who inspired the actual book, The Shining. So as far Stephen. As Stephen King. Yeah, Woot. Woot. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Woot, Stephen. Gosh. Oh, woot. I was like, woot, Stephen. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay, woot, Stephen. <laughs> woot, Stephen. We love you, Mr. King. So the, the, so the older hotel actually was originally owned and part of that section to a doctor. Um, he actually stayed there. He also did... Uh, suffer from tuberculosis because of course that was 1900s everybody was sick and dying like we are now today ironically i just realized that except then it was consumption and now it is corona we haven't grown that far so when they start expanding on the hotel a lot of weird happenings start happening a lot of construction workers were actually getting killed during the process of the um of the construction as they expanded um, a lot of people say it was due to the patients that the doctor was uh, doing, you know, 
different type of experiments, different type of things for, for a cure for tuberculosis, and, and he, of course, eventually ended up having it himself. But a lot of weird shit basically started happening. Ooh, he was one of those kind of doctors. He was, yeah. So in, even from the beginning, like, it originated as, like, a little cabin, and it turned into a surgical mess disaster mad scientist thing. Interesting. So, but while they were actually building the hotel, of course, a lot of weird stuff was going on. They also lacked heat. That was, of course, not going to be a thing for a while. So they didn't get a lot of people because, well, Colorado's cold. We had snow three days ago, and it's supposed to be 25 today. So, yeah, lack of heat. But as the construction, it started turning into, like, a five-star hotel. Again, a lot of celebrities, different, different people, of course, uh, presidents would stay there. Um when they started billing, uh, started doing the billiard room in particular, it was actually very, very famous. Uh, and very notable, Stanley himself was actually seen in the lobby um, a lot of times there, even after he passed away. So a lot of bartenders um, to, you know, go and serve drinks while they were playing pool would actually see the ghost of Stanley himself. Just um, chilling, having a drink, playing some pool. You know, it's cool. Basically. And employees and guests would report hearing music coming from the room. And then when they take a peek in there, they'd see the piano keys actually moving. He sounds like he's having a good old time. That sounds like the kind of ghost I want. He just wants a drink and to play some pool and listen to some good tunes. He was actually one of the nicer ones, but he really liked he he liked his billiards. Basically, um, around the same time, there was a couple several rooms actually. Room in particular, four hundred seven, that was occupied by Lord Darn Raven. Who and the land prior. So he was the original. We'll get the actual Stanley here in a second. But he actually would. Um, he, he would stay in that particular room. So anybody who stayed in room 407. Would actually report seeing the lights flicker on and off. The faucet turning on and off. And they would hear and see ghostly figures in the corners of the closet. Come on, so, bro. That's not cool. Folks got to pay that bill. Don't be turning on the lights in the water. <laughs> actually, they did report. Actually, I looked that up. Part up too is actually they had an absurd bill during that time because it would just run and run and it being an older hotel. Um, other people would see out the room of of room four hundred seven that basically it was him just staring out the window at you. So imagine being a gardener and just doing your job, and all of a sudden you look up, and there's Lord Dunman staring at you. See, I don't like folks staring at me that are living. Folks staring at me that dead. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, I'm working here. So some of the other activities that would happen um, with there would be the cleaning crews report having heard strange noises. Um, in our notable room was room 418. Um, one couple reportedly checked out of the hotel very early in the morning, complaining that children were in the hallway keeping them up. There was no children at all. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. I don't play so... with ghost kids. No. I have read too many things that tell me that ghost kids aren't kids, they're demons, and that's just not cool. They freak me out. This is also coming from the woman who has three kids. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they don't freak me out, Okay. <laughs> 
you wake up to one of those staring at you in the middle of the night. You're like, whoa, back away, demon. Oh, sorry. What do you want? A cup of water? Cool. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, they didn't offer the ghost children any cups of water. They, yeah, they were just. Well, maybe they would have gotten some sleep if they would have just given the kids a cup of water. <laughs> You should call the Stanley Hotel and let them know that. <laughs> I've tried to call places. The world <laughs> is shut down. <laughs> well, I meant when the world reopened. <laughs> I'll call them and tell them, just give them a cup of water and send them back to bed. They're fine. Um, th- There was a couple of notable uh, stuff that Stephen King actually saw in Room 418. He also saw a child that was calling out to his nanny on the second floor. So even Stephen King himself had actually seen some of these paranormal experiences as he was writing The Shining. If something like that don't ex- inspire a horror novel, nothing will. Exactly. But yeah, the no the Sin Hotel is actually, you know, open year round for well, besides now, a year round for tours as well as a wait list for some of these haunted rooms, of course, being on Halloween night and stuff like that. But if you're ever going to visit the Stanley Hotel, what I've been told is actually seen in the summer because there's a lot more happenings as far as on the grounds versus one Halloween nights. You may or may not be able to get through the wait list, which is currently at two and a half years oh for most of the goodness. most haunted rooms. I am actually, in fact, on that wait list. I don't have the patience for that. (laughs) But, Jess, so what kind of paranormal findings have you found? All right, well, I decided to pull out an oldie but goodie, and we're going to go to San Jose, California, and visit the Winchester Mansion, a.k.a. Winchester Mystery House. So a little history on the Winchester Mansion It was built by Sarah Pardee Winchester. She was born in 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. In 1862, she married William Wirt Winchester, the second president of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. At this point in history, it's the 1860s and we got the Civil War right on our ass. So, business is a booming for the boomsticks. I can't Um, believe you just made that pun. (laughs) (laughs) I will always make that pun. If there's a pun to be made, I will make that pun. In 1866, the couple had one daughter. She was born on June 15th. Her name was Annie Pardee. But unfortunately, Annie passed due to a wasting disease they called Marmus. Now, I've looked up this disease, Marmus, M-A-R-M-U-S, and I have not found anything except for, like, third world countries with this. So, I found it slightly odd that a well-to-do, very influential Connecticut family had a child pass from Marmus, I guess. That is weird. A few years later, her father-in-law died, and the following year, her husband passed. They both had tuberculosis. Back again. I'm, to, I'm telling you, TB was just just killing killed us. Everybody. That was, killed everybody. They killed everybody. This left her with an inheritance of $20 million at that time. In that time, it was $20 million. That's... That is the equivalent. I looked at the equivalents, and I only found it in 2019 because the economy is crap right now, and they probably would be like $2. 
But yeah, the equivalent no. in 2019 is 592,892,069 dollars. In addition to receiving approximately 50% ownership of the Winchester Company and an income of $1,000 in that time a day, which is the equivalent of $26,493 a day. It made her one of the most wealthy women in America. I, Yeah, she's got some power. Imagine what we could do with that money today. Well, at this point, they were still living in New Haven, Connecticut, until the passing of her husband, father-in-law, and child. Whereas she decided in her grief-stricken state that she was going to go and visit a Boston psychic. This psychic instructed her that the spirits of all those who had lost their lives to the Winchester rifle were angry and unable to rest. That she was to move out west and build a house and keep building as the story goes if the hammers were to ever cease she would die wow so she went out to san jose california and bought this eight bedroom farmhouse on 44 acres worth of orchard in 1884 this eight bedroom farmhouse as the story goes she hired construction workers that worked seven days a week 24 hours a day 365 and she made so much money that she paid them three or four times the going rate for their profession like where they would make a dollar a day here they could go work at the winchester house for five dollars a day i'd take it i would happily take that and she took good care of them. They lived on the grounds. She, I mean, families were raised there for 38 years. I there did was con- not know There was that. nonstop construction on this house for 38 years. The house itself turned out a little odd, though. That's why we're going to call it the mystery mansion or the mystery house. There's a total of 160 rooms now with 24,000 square feet the house itself now takes up all like the entire land that she bought then is all house she had a lot of house it once reached over five stories tall and had towers and everything else but in 1906 there was a giant earthquake that devastated a lot of the western U.S. And it toppled the top three floors and the highest tower. The earthquake damaged the house so badly that the room she was sleeping in that night was wedged shut from the rubble and servants had to come in with a crowbar and open the door up to get her out. There's still marks on the wall from where they had to pry the door open to get her out. She took that as a sign from the spirits that she had put too much effort and money into the front part of the house that was nearly done and started working on other parts of the house. So she pissed them off. That's what she took it as, as the story goes. And when I say she slept was sleeping in that bedroom, she slept in a different bedroom every night and said it was to keep the spirits from finding her because she was so terrified of these spirits from the... Uh, victims of the Winchester rifle. 
That's a good point. I had actually heard about the the, the spirits of the it's the guys who died in the Civil War um, by the Winchester mm-hmm. uh, rifle was haunting the house. She shut down the front 30 rooms for the remainder of her life. At this point, she was suffering severely from arthritis and had the stairs removed and put in what was called low-riser stairs that only were like an inch up. But even then, most staircases had 13 stairs. There was 13 bedrooms, 13 bathrooms, And in the center of the house was the blue room, as the tour guides now call it, but is believed to have been her seance room where she went every night to contact the spirits and ask for building plans, which confused me. Because if you're trying to build a house to confuse the spirits, why ask the spirits how to build the house? But you're hiding from them. There's doors that lead to brick walls. There's staircases that go into ceilings. There's one door called the door to nowhere that drops 12 feet onto pavement. It's on the side of the house. You open the door and you just poof right out. That would be me. I would just poof right out. The right room, there's windows in the middle of floors. There's cabinets that look huge. And then when you open up, The cabinet, it's all bricked up except for like six inches of it. There's cabinets that open up and you're looking into a different room. The seance room has one entrance and three exits. One exit is believed to be the only secret passageway in the house. It goes into the back of a closet in a different bedroom. That doesn't seem like an exit to me. (laughs) If I still end up in the closet. One exit is a drop into the kitchen. I'd be okay with that. And the other exit, of course, is the door you came in. There was 13 hooks for 13 robes around the top of the room. If you haven't noticed, she had a thing for the number 13. When she ordered a chandelier of gas lights from Germany, it came with only 12 gas lamps on it. She had people come in and put a 13th light on it to hang in the ballroom that had 13 panels in the ceiling. I think she liked 13. When she died, she had 13 copies of her will signed 13 times. It it was bonkers. It, she just... Which 13. is really amazing that she... And she was a recluse. She never left the house. There's only two known photographs of her after she moved to San Jose. And some people speculate that's based on her size. Because she was only four foot ten. Oh. Some people think she was a little uh, shy because of how small she was. And there's also speculation that it was because she remained in mourning for her husband and daughter for the rest of her life. The only time she was ever seen outside of the house, she was wearing black dresses and a mourning veil at all times. So, like I said, she had workers that worked on the grounds. They lived on the grounds. They lived there. They raised their families there. They... I would love to interview someone back then of how it was to live at the Winchester Mansion. Well, 
they have uh, some of these ghosts might actually be able to tell us because a lot of people have actually seen some of the workers. Many employees and a few visitors have met with a mustached man seen pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement or fixing a fireplace in the ballroom named Clyde. He's normally seen wearing white overalls and a Victorian boater hat. There's been multiple accounts of people coming up and being like, hey, like when they were working on the basement, there's two basements. They were working on this particular basement. And they'd come up and they'd be like, hey, who's that guy? He's working really hard. And they'd be like, we don't know who you're talking about. There was no guy. Exactly. Hmm. Or he would be seen working on one of the fireplaces in the ballroom and they'd be like we think it's really cool that you guys you know dress up in costume to make it authentic and they're like oh we don't oops in 1975 a paranormal investigator brought a bunch of reporters in and did a seance in her seance room because folks be crazy like that the seance room. Uh, why would you do it in your room? You got to do it in the actual seance room because that's when that's where the architects were, apparently. Folks <laughs> be crazy. These <laughs> the investigator Jean Jean Borgen uh, told the recorder reporter, and this is a quote from them. That Borgen's face aged right in front of her my eyes. Her hair grayed, and she formed deep creases in her forehead. She experienced staggering pain, and then was unable to walk. Right before she, the reporter passed out, she screamed for someone to help her, to someone to get her out of there, and then just passed out. Okay, that's why you don't do it in the seance room. That's why folks be crazy, because you don't do seances in the seance room of a haunted house. Um, People have reported icy chills following them, temporary blindness. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, I don't know if I'd be okay with it. I might drop into the kitchen, though. Temporary blindness in a house that you might open a door and walk into a wall or go upstairs and run into a ceiling or go out a 12-foot drop. They would never hear from us again. You know, that would happen to us. I'd be in the, I'd be in the closet. You'd be in the kitchen. That's all there is to it. Apparently, um... Sarah Party Winchester, up until the arthritis took over so badly that she could no longer move her hands, loved to play the organ. She was very accomplished pianist and organ player, loved doing it. She was a very well-educated woman for being a woman of that time. And people have reported hearing organ music coming from the ballroom. There have been red flashes of light in her bedroom where she passed away at. People have seen Handprints show up on their arms and moving lights. Um, Occasionally, chandeliers will start swinging back and forth, and they will feel tugs on their shirts or skirts, like somebody's pulling on them to get their attention. Mm. I don't want their attention. I'm good. So we're going to this this Winchester house at some point together. At some point, we will. We're never going to be hear, heard from again. No, because we're going to go temporarily blind. Somebody's going to tug on my shirt. I'm going to turn around and be like, no. And I'm going to fall through one of the skylights in the middle of rooms. <laughs> As you 
literally shoved me into a closet by tripping over me as you're going through skylights. <laughs> this is exactly how our lives will end, right there. Fuck <laughs> coronavirus! Forget that! Forget oh, coronavirus! We're... we're gonna die at the Winchester Mansion. Like, that is just a thing. I prefer that over freezing in the Stanley Hotel, so we got this. <laughs> Well, apparently employees regularly hear their names being called from other rooms when they're the only ones there. Okay, let me touch on this for a moment. If the ghost knows my name, I am no longer an employee there. Uh Uh-uh. It's just, you know, personal, you know, personalization here. Hearing some whispering come from the other room and be like, all right, ghost, calm down. But they start calling Jessica. <laughs> oh, bye. So I'm here's what I'm going to do. Have a when nice I, day. When I visit you, I'm going to not tell you I'm visiting, first of all. That's where I'm planning this. And I want to be outside your window. And I'm just going to whisper, Jessica. That's gonna yes. be a feat. That's gonna be a feat. I'm on the second story. You're gonna have to climb up on top of the garage. No, no. Why am I telling you how to do this? She'll do it. <laughs> that wouldn't be the first garage I've been on top of. <laughs> so the stoves have been removed from the kitchen, but you can still feel the heat from them when you walk through the kitchen past where the stoves were. You can still know. smell soups being cooked in the kitchen. Even though there's no stoves. Caretakers have locked up, turned on the alarm, turned off all the lights, only to get home and get a phone call from the alarm company telling them that the alarm's going off and come back and find everything unlocked, wide open, and all the lights turned on. Once again, these ghosts don't care. We got bills to pay. They really don't. They do not care. According to the story... The moment that Sarah Party Winchester passed away, everyone laid down their hammers and stopped working because it was over. Well, apparently, now you can hear screws unscrewing and they regularly will find nails and screws just laying in the middle of the hallway that have fallen out of walls and they're still working. She's dead. It's over. They're still working. It's not over until the spirits decide it's complete, and I don't think that's going to happen. A longtime maintenance worker named Denny was working on the water tower when he heard footsteps on the floor above him. When he went up to inform the intruder of the three-story structure that it was off-limits and he shouldn't be there, the footsteps were one, one story above him again. Like, every time he'd go up a story, be like, hey, you shouldn't be here, he'd hear the footsteps over him again. So it just kept moving up. It kept moving, and whenever he got to the top, he'd hear him <laughs> below him. He searched the entire place, like, cabinets, everywhere. Anywhere anyone could be hiding, and there was no one there but himself. No matter how much he heard people walking around and just, like, straight up messing with him. But imagine working there and that happens constantly. That's enough to drive you mad. Even yeah, present like, day. I can't imagine working at a place like this because I'd hear footsteps and I'd be like, well, do I go in there and look because somebody might have broke in? Or is it a ghost? You know what? If somebody broke in, 
that's cool, because I don't want to see the ghost. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if I turn the corner, Miss Sarah Party Winchester's looking at me going, hi, I'm going to go, uh, uh, no, done. And that's when you also fall into the skylight backing up. <laughs> like, well, Miss Winchester, I shall see you shortly, because now I'm stuck here with you forever, because I just died of a heart attack on your floor. Sorry about it. <laughs> You know, that's probably honestly happened. <laughs> Let's be real. That's probably already happened. And it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now we're stuck. I don't want to be stuck. <laughs> I don't want to be stuck at an already haunted place. Because I'd be the one ghost just being like, everybody, just leave me alone, please. Well, in, uh, in, uh, American Horror Story that in Murder House season one, they all get stuck in Murder House. Oh, you remember how that happened and how yes. that went? Yes, I remember very we all, well. We all remember Netflix. If you can hear us, we'd like the new season of American Horror Story. Please, we're stuck at home with nothing better to do. Okay, so thanks for listening <laughs> to. <laughs> All right, that's our story. That's our episode. That's our uh, paranormal this week where we covered some haunted places. Uh, we hope you learned something. If you didn't, well, sorry about it. So <laughs> we tried. And... We tried. So welcome to listen. So thank you for listening. <laughs> you're actually welcome into our where what she meant to say is we're welcoming you into our next episode that we'll be we'll be recording uh sometime this upcoming week that's what she meant to say yeah yeah join us next week for our true crime episode which we will release a teaser on what the actual subject will be sometime next week so thanks for listening to Bad Nerves and Boxed Wine. I'm Jess. I'm Jace. Bye, y'all.